Produced by PI Media. Do you remember that feeling you had as a kid on your first day at a new school? You walked up to a building you've never been in before, surrounded by people you've never seen before. You step into a classroom where the desks and chairs are different and the teacher looks a bit intimidating. You don't understand the equations on the board yet. The worst part is lunch, finding a table to sit at. You scan the room, looking for whichever kids least likely to mock you. It's like a Russian roulette, where the stakes are the next four years of your life. Of course, everyone knows I, Ran Levy, am a super cool guy who's always been popular and awesome. But for nerds like Nate Nilsson and Guy B. Noon, the writer and producer of this show, first days at school were perfect. pretty terrible. The kind of terrible that we grew out of when we became adults. Except adults have their own first days of school. It's called onboarding. My worst onboarding was my first job out of university. Dalia Simons is a back-end engineer and guildmaster at Wix. I came in the first day of a big company and <laughs> I found out a pile of printed documents on my table and they were like okay now sit down read through that and we'll come back in a few days to see how you're doing I was like no <laughs> I, I didn't even I was just I just graduated I didn't even understand how things were working yet and I had this pile of, paper, of papers to read the first day at a new engineering job can go wrong in any number of ways Your boss could plop a stack of technical documentation on your desk, give you a deadline to get through it all, and walk away like everything's swell. A lot of my days I come in, I don't know what I'm doing. I still didn't learn anything. I feel like I don't understand. I go to meetings, I don't understand what's going on. You could be paired up with someone who's not too keen on having the new kid sit at their table. I still feel like... It's very strange starting with people that you don't know. You could have a boss or an entire management team that's less than enthusiastic about putting time aside to help the new hire. I had to wait a long time to ask questions because whoever was giving, helping me was busy with his own tasks. So I, had to, I, I kept waiting. I got to the office in the morning. I didn't, didn't always know what should I do now. And it was a very frustrating experience. It took me some time until I start, actually started working on tasks. And if, when I started working, I didn't understand the infrastructure a lot of times. So I found myself a bit lost. The first few days at a new company can be tough. But the consequences aren't only to the employee. Bad onboarding is bad for everyone, for those involved and the company as a whole. Recently, a company called Onboardia, which specializes in, well, you can probably guess, did a study tracking the relationship between how employees were onboarded 
and how engaged they were at their jobs even six or more months later. According to the study, over half of employees who were disengaged at work had little to no assistance when they first got the job. By contrast, 62% of engaged employees described their onboarding as positive and effective. When you have onboarders that come in and their first months was a frustrated experience, then they lose, they lose their motivation. And then you need to work very, very hard to get people's motivation up again. The way employees are welcomed to their jobs affects how they approach those jobs months down the line. It's very easy to lose the motivation and it's very hard to gain it again and get people excited. According to Onboardia, after one year, employees who experienced positive onboarding were twice as likely to describe themselves as comfortable at work, and 75% of them described themselves as loyal to their employers. So I think it's a subject that a lot of time is overlooked. It's like, oh, we'll, we'll invest a lot of time in hiring, hiring in process, and then they'll come and they'll just learn the job. learn on the job and it's very very important to give a new employee a new developer a good feeling when he starts to work and not just throwing him in the water and let him drown when Dalia joined Wix nine years ago onboarding was very much overlooked in fact it was hardly given much thought by anybody and She wasn't given any formal training or introduced to her co-workers in any special way. But it wasn't a problem. When I started it in Wix, it was still a very small company. So at the back end, we were five developers. So it was pretty small. I think for small companies, maybe the process that we did isn't relevant. Because for Wix, when it was really small, then it was really easy for me. I got in and I think my second day on the job, I got a task already. And I just started digging in the code. And there wasn't anything, there wasn't a special framework we were using. There, everything was pretty standard that I knew from the industry. It was running on Spring. It was running on things that I already knew. Dalia's onboarding experience was less like the first day at a new school than the first day in a band or a club. There simply weren't that many people to meet or rules to learn or new things to get used to, so she fit right in. But the engineers that followed in her footsteps in the years to come had a distinctly different experience. I think the problem is... is that it doesn't scale for big organizations. As the company grew and we started to recruit a lot, I mean, uh, we really started to recruit like crazy, and we saw it just doesn't scale. At a little website company, onboarding was simple. At a growing multinational corporation, it was not. So because we have the guild system, uh, we collected, you know, the experience and the feedbacks from people who just joined Wix. Yuval Peri is the manager of the server infrastructure group at Wix. And we, we saw that around many teams, we had a frustrating experience. The same frustration coming up from a lot of different teams. And we, and we were like, there must be a way to solve it for everybody. Instead of each team trying to solve it for themselves, we must be able to create a process that will solve it for everybody and will save time for all the teams. 
instead of everybody trying to to invent the wheel or do their own thing that's why we decided to take on this challenge two years ago Yuval Dalia and a team of experienced managers decided to overhaul the way their company did onboarding so once you decided that you were going to change onboarding um, what ideas were bouncing around how did you guys begin to sort of make this change okay so the first idea um, is to agree on our, on our uh, guidelines we tried to collect the Like all the basic crucial documentation we already had, so we said, okay, what are the things that we do- we want people to still read a few documents or if you watch a few videos? So we collected those. And then we said, what do we want people to learn? What's the important things that we want them to learn? So we want them to learn how our, our CICD works. So we need some kind of, of a project that they will do. So they will learn all, our, all the tools we are using for CICD. And then we said, okay, we have a few building blocks when you write a project. So we want them to learn our framework. We want them to learn how to do experiments. We want them to learn how to, how to use our messaging system, a few different things. So we made a list of all the things that we think were important. And we said, okay, now how can we build some kind of a project around it or um, some, something that will give them the experience of using all of those different tools. The team sat down and brainstormed how to distill an entire week's experience into a single streamlined process. Some of the ideas that came out of these sessions were quite radical, like intentionally placing new hires not with the colleagues that they'd actually be working with, but different teams entirely. You onboard in a different team. Uh, this is for you to be free of production stress or delivery, and also a place for you to ask silly questions. You can ask all the stupid questions you want, and you don't feel like you're ruining your reputation in the new team. And this has a great positive impact on, on Wix culture, because another team is teaching your engineer the job. Uh, so everybody at Wix has, uh, in, in the first six months, uh, experienced at least two teams uh, to onboard. It, it gets you com- connection and networking with other peers. Not every idea the team came up with in this early stage was so great. The first step, we took a lot of screenshots and made animated GIF of the whole process. It got stale two weeks after, and it was very hard to create a new animated GIF, so we, we dropped that. To understand what really needed fixing and what didn't, like GIFs, they'd have to do some research. And for this, we had a few tools uh, uh, to achieve it. And one of them is shadowing onboarders and sitting and writing notes. They followed onboarders like zoologists follow animal species in the jungle. We interviewed engineers while they're onboarding. We interviewed the team leaders and at the end. So it's a lot of people who do interview, but it, and we let the team interview them. So they will feel the pain and the problems in the process. But also we asked the onboarders to create pull requests and fix the onboarding if there are minor stuff to change. They say, we have an idea. Maybe if you do such and such, it will really help it. And by this, we change the mindset so they now understand that uh, the role is bigger than what it, it describes. So um, we constantly evolve and change the, the, the onboarding process 
while people join. After diligently studying the existing system, figuring what worked and what didn't, two major goals emerged. We decided that it's going to be self-guided. Self-guided onboarding. Usually, at a company, you have one of two scenarios. Either a new hire has one or more existing employees dedicated to helping them get used to the swing of things, or the new hire gets no help whatsoever and is simply thrown into the deep end on day one. Obviously, scenario two is precarious. New employees get easily lost and disillusioned about their new job. But scenario one isn't ideal either. It requires time and manpower that could be spent elsewhere. The point of self-guided onboarding would be to help new employees get in the groove of things on their own, using documentation, multimedia, and pre-prepared assignments which simulate the effect of having a buddy helping you every step of the way. A curriculum designed to be so intuitive that by the end you feel like you've been at the job for months already. We, we thought about a, a process or a way uh, to make sure that the documentation is self-guided. We said, what, what do we want them to learn? Okay, now how can, we, how can we create something that they will learn all of those different things? It's not a tutorial. It's a self-guided tutorial assembled from all parts of the organization that never gets stale. Self-guided onboarding had two clear benefits. New hires would have control over their own training, learning the ropes without feeling anxious about asking lots of questions or missing anything important. For existing employees, who would otherwise have been guiding the new hires through every step of the way, a self-guided process would save massive amounts of time. And they were happy to get this help and get this guideline from the guild and really save them a lot of time of, for, from their developers because instead of them having to give a developer that was, you know, spending maybe 50% of his time on this onboarding of uh, new developers all the time, now they have a self-guided tool. They get a new, uh, a new employee for a month. Now he's busy. They, they do give a buddy, but... He, he, he maybe 5% of his time and not 50% of his time he spends on, on onboarding the new employee. The second major goal was to create a clear, unified experience. At the beginning, we had a lot of people were contributing and each person did a different step along the way. We created a structure for each step and we assigned it to, to different teams. So like the build team or the monitoring team, wrote their own uh, guidelines according to the structure. It was easier for them to write and easier for us to maintain. But at a certain point, we realized there needs to be one person that goes over all the steps, write all the instructions, so it will all look like one guide and it won't look like 10 different guides that someone squashed in together. We assigned a team to curate all of the onboarding and be responsible of the uh, onboarding experience. So they were the ones accepting the steps from other teams. So could you describe how, if I'm joining Wix as an engineer, um, everything that you guys worked on would look like to me? So once I get to the company, what happens? Yeah, so uh, your first day, you get a welcome, welcome email just to get you acquainted with everything. 
and then you start your first project. The first project is called uh, Nothing to Prod. It's a really step-by-step guide. Nothing to Prod is a lot of hand-holding. Getting new developers acquainted to the production process slowly, piece by piece, with help each step of the way. And the idea is to give you the feeling of how our CI/CD tools work and have you deploy a project to production usually on your second day at work. So you write a Hello World project, you deploy it all the way to production. So that's a really a big project they're writing and they're using all the different building blocks. Something to prod is where new developers get to finally break off the training wheels and put their skills to the test. And here, we didn't give a step-by-step guide intentionally. Uh, we give a general guide of here's the task, here's your design. We're trying to imitate in a real world. So here's, here's what the product manager told you you need to do. Now think how you're going to impl- implement it and try and write code. I think... One of the best ways to learn is to try. To try it yourself, try to play around. Then you can look at the solution, but you understand better what you did and why you had to do it when you already tried and failed. So uh, the project that uh, something to prod takes about two weeks and you deploy to production all along. So you use our framework, our experiment system. We use Kafka as a messaging system very heavily, so you use that. And we also uh, monitor the system in production. It's very important for us that they will learn monitoring tools as well, uh, security, um, a lot of different aspects. And then after they deploy it uh, to production, after they finish this task, then they're really ready to go and get a, a new task in their team. Two years ago, Dalia and Yuval and a group of their colleagues got together to change how Wix did onboarding. They did it to increase efficiency, improve company culture, and most importantly, ease the burden on new hires. They couldn't have anticipated that mere months later, the work they were doing would be completely flipped on its head. We kind of uh, <laughs> we got ready for something we didn't know that was coming. In March, the coronavirus pandemic spread to Israel, Ukraine, Lithuania, and around the world. Every one of us was forced to social distance and work from home. One of the consequences of moving everything remote was that onboarding became much more difficult. You lose the personal touch because you most of the time you write a slack message and he writes back to you, but it's not the same as sitting in the same room, having coffee with someone, going to lunch, getting to know people. It's kind of an an isolated experience, I think. If companies were already having trouble integrating new hires into the company culture and workflow, having to do it all from a distance made that job ten times harder. So giving them a good experience is even more important now that they are at home. Yuval and Dalia might have had to scrap the new onboarding system they'd worked so hard to build. After all, they built it for an in-person physical environment. Then COVID changed the rules. It was back to the drawing board. Except... Luckily, a year and a half ago when we decided to take this challenge, we set our... Um, ground rules and one of them was 
created an onboarding experience which is completely self-guided. Self-guided. Yuval and Dalia created a self-guided onboarding process to increase efficiency, time-saving, and autonomy for new hires. They just happened to have stumbled on the perfect system for a pandemic. This paid off during Corona times because we kept on recruiting people uh, by the dozens in the last few months. It works really, really well uh, for working from home. Because it, 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 that we don't assume that you need someone next to you to do it. We assume that you can do it by yourself. We didn't need to stop recruiting. And we recruited much more during COVID. Yeah, we recruited a lot of people. And we didn't feel the pain at all because we already had it ready. That's it for this episode. Thank you for listening. For a full list of our previous episodes, visit wix.engineering slash podcast. The Wix Engineering Podcast is produced by PI Media, written by Nate Nelson, produced by Guy B. Noon, and narrated and edited by me, Ran Levy. Special thanks to Morad Stern from Wix. See you again next episode. Bye-bye.